You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Anthony Cazenza here with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com. Hope you are all doing well. It's been a little while since I've taken the air, since this program has taken the air. It's been about a week and a half or so, so hopefully the rust will not be too present uh, on the broadcast here. But good to be back talking some Bengals football with you all We've got a number of headlines and stories to get to as training camp is oh so near. So we're going to get to a lot of different things pertaining to the Bengals, their division, and the rest of the NFL on this water cooler chat for July 13th. If we haven't talked to you since then, hopefully everybody had a good Independence Day holiday. Hopefully you have been doing well in the interim between our last couple of shows we did have on our YouTube channel as well as on the podcast channel. We did have a couple of different episodes courtesy of Coach Matt Minnick. He was joined by Malik Wright, uh, so hopefully you got to be able to check that one out. And then uh, he also had a Joe Burrow video breakdown in Joe Burrow's rematch against the Browns in 2020, so you hopefully have caught that. But we're back giving you all the podcast stuff as well that we normally do. You can get this show on your favorite audio streamer, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, any of the big ones. Go ahead and subscribe so you get notified when new content is available. And then, of course, if you can, leave us a review as well. We appreciate the feedback. And as always, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. I believe it's somewhere maybe here. There's a little logo where my finger is. Uh, Click that, subscribe to the channel, and make sure you get notified as to when you turn those notifications on so you know when we're going live on YouTube as well. So going to go through a lot. I'm going to try and not tap the keyboard too loud as I uh, as I share some items here. I'm going to be real gentle, so hopefully there's not a lot of tapping. But with that, there are a lot of clicks and whatnot that I have to do on my computer to make sure that those who enjoy the video portion of this type of episode, they get to see the visuals that I am presenting here because that's kind of a big portion of the water cooler chat. But regardless, happy to have all of you with us. Let's get to it. The I'm debating where to start here. The first one is probably going to be, let's, let's just kind of make a little, let's go with a little announcement by the team that came out on the 13th. This is their Twitter from their Twitter account. You're invited to Paul Brown Stadium for Back Together Saturday, presented by Fifth and Third Bank on July 31st. 
So you'll be able to watch practice while enjoying a variety of family-friendly activities. You can go to bangles.com slash camp. They are, there are free tickets. So here's the, the graphic there of uh, folks waiting in front of the stadium and uh, getting ready for training camp. So things are gearing up. Go to bangles.com slash camp for the Back Together Saturday event. Uh, it should be pretty cool. And, you know, it kind of seems like we're slowly getting back to normal in a lot of different respects in the world. And this is just one example of that. This was not an available activity last year. They usually, I think they do like a mock scrimmage and all that kind of stuff where folks can can come and participate. And then obviously there were some practices that folks can generally come to, but not the case last year. Looks like they're doing a bit more of that. Still probably in a very safe type of atmosphere, but Bengals are doing it back together Saturday. And again, here's that link, bengals.com slash camp. I encourage all of you to check that out. Free tickets. Can't go wrong with free tickets, right? Um, <laughs> free free is the magic word. That That is a good four-letter word, I guess, if, we, if there is such a thing. But let's get back to – this is just some more stuff about the Bengals in the community. This is from Bengal Jim. Uh, he was at, I think it's the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. In case you did not see that, that is Bengal Jim with uh, Hude mascot and Bengals great Max Montoya. There's uh, the, the Bengals and some of their representatives spoke to the chamber. Um, that's Duke Tobin, Elizabeth Blackburn, and Max Montoya there. Uh, packed house at a breakfast that was with the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. In my day job stuff, I've done a lot of Chamber of Commerce stuff, so those are usually really good events that are put on, and obviously I have not, because I don't live in the area, I have not been to a Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce event, but I understand that it this event was high quality, and of course they did talk about the Bengals, what's ahead, and this is just another example of, and this is more from uh, from Bengal Jim, I thought this was a, a really cool thing to share as well. Joe is full steam ahead so far, so good, obviously talking about Joe Burrow. Um, that was a quote by Duke Tobin. The kid was beyond his years as a rookie, obviously still talking about Joe Burrow. That was Max Montoya relaying that quote. And then we are beyond thrilled to have Joe and a great core of young players, Elizabeth Blackburn, who continues to assert herself as one of the faces of the organization, a new face of the organization as a member of the family. And we have seen the Bengals social media presence grow. We've seen their presence in the community grow quite a bit. So really cool stuff. I found those uh, a little bit earlier today and wanted to share those. I thought that those were good tidbits of information by Jim that he was sharing. And also he had a great show. I believe it was last night um, that he had Shane Graham on the program and Shane Graham had a really, really profound kind of statement to end the interview. So I recommend if you if you have not checked out Bengal Jim and Friends, the great work that that group does. Um, if you have not checked out that podcast, that live show, go check that out. The interview with Shane Graham was very entertaining, particularly his last comment of the show, talking about the city, the town, and the fans. Um, I, I, I thought that was a really cool thing. So go check that out. Of course, after you're done checking out all of our material, right? Let's Keep cruising here. This is from the Bengals Hall of Fame Twitter account. I just thought these were also unique. This, this, I, I'm not quite sure. I think that these, this account is also linked to Bengal Jim. I'm not entirely sure, but this is, it's a really unique Twitter account that uh, really just kind of 
shines light on Bengals players who should be in the professional hall of fame. And what these are, these are letters, I believe from Bengals players that were sent to members of the pro football hall of fame. Here's one from Dave Lapham. Just uh, I'll, I'll zoom in on that a little bit here for you folks here talking about the, the great Ken Anderson, his resume, why he deserves to be in the hall of fame um, and just talking about it. Now, you know, saying he needs to be in now. Ken Anderson's career is a Hall of Fame caliber. His bus deserves to be in Kent, and the Hall of Fame will be a better place with Ken Anderson as a member. So that was one from Dave Lapham. This is another one. I think this one, yeah, this one's from Chris Collinsworth, which I thought was also pretty cool. You can find these on Bengals Hall of Fame's Twitter account here. Uh, I think I reshared the same one. Let me reshare the, the other one here. Again, Chris Collinsworth, and... I, I, the one thing I found, I, I love Chris Collinsworth. I know he, he gets dogged a little bit from uh, some Bengals fans because he's not always the kindest to the Bengals, particularly during a telecast on NBC. But he does here, you know, make a, a, a very cool, calm, collected, as is Chris Collinsworth's per personality, um, a, a, a very profound and a uh, compelling argument for Kenny Anderson to be in the Hall of Fame. So uh, let's see if we can zoom in on this one a little bit for you as well. But basically, you know, Kenny's a dear friend of mine and former teammate, but Kenny Anderson belongs in the Hall of Fame. So really, we, we, we had Bengal Jim on. Um, we had Bengal Jim on recently to talk about this, uh, the, the endeavor where they went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the jungle to the hall. Um, and these are some of the letters that were collected and I guess submitted to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame in, in terms of getting Ken Anderson notoriety and recognition into the Hall of Fame. So I thought those were all kind of interesting little things that came across the wire over the past couple of days. Some images, some messages, not only from the team, but former players and, and all of that. So wanted to share all of those with you in case you had not seen those and uh, I think it's you know it's definitely something that I hopefully that that jungle to the hall and all of that gets the necessary notoriety to the the Bengals players that are really deserving of of getting that notoriety so we're going to keep rolling here. This is a, an interesting one from Bengals Wire, our friend Chris Rolling over there. The Bengals get an offensive lineman through rare advanced stats in a 2022 mock draft. Don't know if you've seen this one, and um, I'll, I'll share the, the link with all of you. But essentially, this is from Brent Sobleski of Bleacher Report, and uh, they have Alabama's Evan Neal – Get that video out of the way there. Alabama's Evan Neal at fourth overall. So not only do the Bengals appear to still need offensive line help by the masses of media members, um, they are predicting that the Bengals do not have a very good season um, at fourth overall, it appears. And the quote from Brent Sobleski is, quote, his actual level of performance shouldn't be overlooked. Neal's 12 big-time blocks are the second most in a season by a right tackle since pro football focus started tracking the data. He is also graded fourth among Power 5 offensive tackles from a year ago. So, the <laughs> as rolling notes here, um, he's, he checks in at 6'7", 360 pounds, does, does Neal. So, 
Um, and the Bengals like those Alabama offensive linemen. They like the big guys that play well in the best, in the biggest conferences, the biggest games. That is a fact. They, you know, Jonah Williams was a draft pick a little while ago. And a couple of years ago, they drafted Andre Smith out of there. And so, you know, they, they don't shy away from these guys from the SEC. The, the eye-opening thing there for me, I guess, was the, um, the, you know, the fact that the Bengals were picking fourth overall in that. But that's, that's what it is. I did put the link there for folks. I know as we've done uh, in the live chats here, as we've done these water cooler chats, some folks have said, hey, can you post the links and whatnot? I've tried to do that while I'm doing some other things. So I'm going to try and post as many of these links as possible so you can read along and read the entire article for some of these things that we are referencing. Uh, I think we're going to move on here to our friends over at All Bangles. And this one is courtesy of James Rapine, who uh, spearheads that side along with the great Locked On Bangles podcast. Uh, and he references a couple of different things here. Uh, one is a, an article from Ben Volin of the Boston Globe where he ranked the best NFL destination cities. The city of Cincinnati finished dead last. Obviously, it ranked 30th, and it's that's last given the fact that, you know, there's two L.A. teams and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but Cincinnati finished last, dead last uh, in his rankings. Um, and Ben Volin wrote the ribs at Montgomery Inn are great. I still got to go to Montgomery Inn. I hear a lot about that. So when I go to town, I will, uh, make that a spot and you can stay across the river in Covington to cross Kentucky off your list of States visited, but there is not much going on in downtown Cincinnati. The stadium has no tailgating space and the Bengal games are rarely exciting. Pulled no punches there. Did Ben Volin of the Boston globe. Um, and so Bengals director of content, Seth Tanner, you can go follow him on Twitter. Um, he, he basically wrote, uh, this article is not going to age well come September in 21 Bengals fans will get something they've never seen before. I can promise you that. So this, again, we've talked about this big push through the social media content and just the team kind of trying to embrace the city, its fan base, all of that a bit more and doing so really at a high level, particularly over the past couple of seasons, off seasons. And so Seth Tanner, director of, of uh, you know, communications and whatnot with the Bengals, um, he, he says there's going to be something big in the works this year as the Bengals kick off their regular season. And I don't know exactly what that is. He kind of teased us with that, but Apparently, the in-game experience, the pre-game experience, and all of that will be revamped in some form or another, whether that's team-organized type of things for fans or, you know, they're going to kind of latch on to some, some things that some of the super fans do and, uh, and put together. We'll see. But really, really cool uh, that a response there by Seth, even though it's a little bit of a tease, we don't know specifically what he is referencing, but should be... Should be something to keep your eye on for sure. Now, we talked a little bit about how the Bengals will not be, according to uh, Pro Football Focus in that mock draft that we did uh, a little bit, or we mentioned a little earlier from uh, Chris Rowling over at Bengals Wire. Here's one. This is on Bengals.com. Uh, I'm sorry. This is on CincyJungle.com, uh, and I will post the link here for all of you to check this one out as well. 
Um, this is basically showing that the AFC North teams should fare well, uh, not not one word farewell, like they should be doing well. They should end well in latest NFL record p- predictions. And this is by my, my colleague, John Sheeran. Here is uh, CBS Sports's prediction. And you see here, they've got the AFC North being a real tight race. Um, they do have the Bengals with a re- winning record, but do not have them making the playoffs. They have this uh, Ravens 12-5, and five, Browns 11-6, and six, Steelers 10 and 7, Bengals 9 and 8. And they've got the playoffs as the Chiefs, the Bills, the AFC playoffs, rather. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, the Titans, the Browns, the Colts, the Steelers. So basically all three of the teams right above the Bengals in this prediction, Ravens at 12 and 5, Browns at 11 and 6, Steelers at 10 and 7, Bengals at 9 and 8. They have them uh, just on the outside looking in, but keeping things very, very interesting, not only in the division, but in the AFC playoff picture. So, and this is something, if you go back to when we, when we went through the schedule that nine and eight is kind of about where I had the Bengals. I had them about seven wins, nine wins. I kind of have them right about in that window. So this, this could play out this way. It would be a, a crazy sequence of events that, they would finish this way given that all these teams play each other um, uh, more than once and somehow finishing just a one win away from each other here. Uh, I, I didn't look at exactly how they went through the schedule and calculated this, but that's what they have. They have the Bengals going nine and eight and winning record, not making the postseason, but have the rest of the AFC North making it. I, I know that would be disappointing to a lot of folks, but I think nine and eight in the playoff chase at the end of the season, right you know, basically within a, a three wins from the top of the division. And, you know, right, even though you're finished last in the division, I think nine and eight, that would point to quite a significant jump in uh, improvement and everything for the Bengals and for Zach Taylor. So I think at that point, if that's where it would be disappointing in some senses, but it would also be pretty promising if the Bengals got a winning record and we're in that playoff conversation come late in the season. Let's keep rolling here. Let, do we want to talk more Jesse Bates? My gosh, this guy has just been the the talk of the the offseason for the Bengals, where he's ranked, where he's not ranked, where, you know, all of that. And here is Jesse Bates. Again, there is a 50 executive poll, I suppose, um, something like that. They have Jesse Bates collectively ranked as the 10th best safety um, by executives, coaches, and players. That's who was polled in this here. Uh, I, I don't know. You make of this what you will, but um, here's the other thing. I put out a tweet, too, that they had another top five list somewhere out there. It was an ESPN list um, of the safeties, and, of course, Jesse Bates was not on that one as well, and he references quote unquote ball hawks and some of the guys on there have two interceptions total a piece in four years of NFL service. Now I know interceptions aren't the only indicator, but you can look at passes defended and all of that. But you look at a guy like Jesse Bates, if you're going to use the ball hawk yardstick or whatever as a metric, um, you know, Jesse Bates has nine picks in three seasons. So I, I don't know. I mean, all of this is arbitrary. All of this is opinion. And unfortunately, some of which is is a just because it's the Bengals type of thing. And if you look at this here, quote, 
and this is from one anonymous executive that told ESPN who ran this poll, if he, meaning Jesse Bates, was on a different team, people would love this guy. Um, and, you know, the, there was a, the, the continuing of the quote is something to the effect of, but he plays in Cincinnati, so he doesn't get much recognition, something to that effect. Um, you, you see a quote here by Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. Uh, Bates is 47.7 completion percentage as the nearest defender ranks third among safeties, and he basically got a pass deflection every third time he was targeted. 15 breakups on 44 tries. So, again, we talk about the pass deflections, pass breakups, along with interceptions, and he's right there with it, along with uh, allowing a, a low completion percentage. So it's just kind of more of, you know, well, we just got to keep, you know, fighting the good fight, if you will, in terms of trying to give these guys the proper recognition, talk about them, get them out there in the in the NFL circles. I think people who know, people outside of the Bengals circle and people who know football, watch a lot of football. They know Jesse Bates is a high, high quality player. He'll probably get more recognition if and when he signs a new contract, deserved contract with the Bengals this, hopefully this summer. So he does not hit free agency next year. Hopefully that's the case. But as of now, um, you know, that's, uh, that's where we're at with Jesse Bates in terms of national recognition. But hey, if he keeps playing, if the Bengals sign him, he keeps playing the way he's playing. Who really cares what other folks think, right? You got to just be like, well, I mean, he's paying. He's going to play well for the Bengals, and he's a good player. So second team all pro, pretty much a snub there as well. But, uh, you know, he's he's one of the core players that the Bengals are trying to keep. I'm going to link this one here. This is the next one from uh, Cincy Jungle and Bengals.com. So you can find that link on Bengals.com through our Cincy Jungle. But basically, they think there's some high hopes for Marcus Bailey in year two. Um, and Lou Anarumo and company believe that Bailey can have a real role. Let me share the screen with you here. One of our personal favorites, he came on the show right after he was drafted last year, seemed like a really good kid and a guy that wants to prove himself after battling so many injuries and everything uh, as a, as a college athlete. And, you know, there were some flashes in the seasons there where you've got some star ability. A lot of people thought if he wasn't battling injuries, he'd probably be a second or third round pick. Bengals got him in the last round and kind of, he played a little bit last year, but it was a little bit of a red shirt year for him as he was kind of coming back from the injuries, getting acclimated to the NFL. But, um, you know, he's a guy that the Bengals seem to have a lot of hopes for. And if you really think about the injuries he had, when you see this here, he managed time in 11 games, although it was just 180 snaps and then 44 of them defensive. So he was more of a special teams guy. But the fact that he played in 11 games last year based on the injuries and everything you got to like that. <clears throat> um, there was a, a Hobson's mailbag that he does um, quote. They're excited about Bailey too. They love his speed, his ability to chase and his Purdue smart instincts. They think he can take the next step as a contributor on defense and as a core special teamer, as they say, you can't coach speed and keep an eye on Bailey during training camp. He might just leave with a real role on defense. Now, We've talked about this as well, not only on this program, but a lot on Cincy Jungle and other mediums have talked about it as well. The linebacker group is going to be a really intriguing group to watch this year because we're not really sure exactly what that's going to look like. There's probably going to be you know, a lot of rotation in there. There's probably going to be a lot of 
um, two linebacker looks, maybe at times loading up on linebackers, likely the case against the Baltimore Ravens with what they like to do in, uh, in their run game. But there's going to be a lot of uh, different looks on defense. And I think a lot of that will take place in the linebacker group. I think a lot of people think Logan Wilson's set to take an, a very nice step step in his career in year two. I think you just heard about Marcus Bailey. Hopefully they find a unique niche for Akeem Davis Gaither that allows him to kind of be him and, uh, you know, rush the passer a little bit, kind of play uh, a little bit. Uh, he, he kind of does a little bit of everything as a linebacker. So hopefully they find a nice niche for him to be able to do what he does best. Those ki- those Those linebackers last year they showed a little bit of the youth in some ways where you know I I remember Akeem Davis Gaither I remember Logan Wilson they had interceptions right in their their bread baskets and they they let them drop and um, they were in good positions a good amount of time particularly Logan Wilson but I, I think you know those are the things that year two more experience maybe the jitters uh, get out of you a little bit uh, as you get more experienced in the league. And so then those are the plays that end up being made a little bit more frequently by some of these guys. And that's the hope. But Marcus Bailey is a guy that is trying to turn heads at training camp. And I think that, uh, I think, I think we're going to see some good things for, uh, from him going forward. A few more Bengals things before we get to the rest of the division then the NFL, then we're going to bounce out of here. So I want to get to this. This is uh, interesting from a and important from a historical perspective with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this is from profootballtalk.com. And I think you've seen a lot of uh, Bengals Twitter talking about this. But basically, the pre-1982 sack stats um, are unofficial but still now why they are widely available so now you've got guys like koi bacon and and um eddie edwards guys who made impacts before 1982 in terms of their career stat numbers and whatnot um those now are available and you can see what we mean by this i'll just pull this up real quick this is koi bacon's uh, pro football reference page and you can see that all of his stats are now compiled. Here he is, Pro Football Reference, and I'll copy and paste this so you guys can see what this is, is uh, what's going on here as well. But here's, if you look here, here's here's that magical season of 21 and a half sacks where he by far led the league. Um, and then, you know, he had some others with Washington here with 11, 13 and a half, 11. So, I mean, a lot of sacks by this guy and a guy that uh, really went underappreciated for his long and productive NFL career, um, played with the Rams, then uh, San Diego, and then, of course, Cincinnati for a couple of years, then bounced on over to Washington. He had that incredible season with the Bengals with 21 and a half sacks. So that is now on. They have counted that. If you had gone to Pro Football Reference prior to this announcement being made this week, um, they those stats would not be available readily available to see. So now it just is a matter of you know do you count those? How do you how as a franchise do you account for you know team leaders, franchise leaders, all that kind of stuff? But they have those stats have been compiled and are now available pre nineteen eighty two sack stats for 
a, a number of NFL players are available. So um, I did put the pro football focus, or I'm sorry, pro football reference page to Koi Bacon. So you can kind of see what, what I just showed you briefly there, but good to see some of these, uh, some of these players get the, the recognition again. This is just kind of an initiative, not only by the Bengals, but just the rest of the NFL. There's, you know, there's so much, this generation of football fans are so data driven they really uh, eat up the pro football focus data, the metrics and all of that, uh, myself included. And so, you know, there, there are a number of different players from yesteryear that really, you know, some of the younger fans aren't really uh, in on or don't really know much about because some of these stats weren't compiled and weren't available. So now they are. And hopefully some more of these guys like a Koi Bacon end up getting more recognition here uh that that incredible incredible season of 21 and a half sacks is something to definitely marvel at the Bengals offensive line we know is in a big state of transition but one of the guys they feel really good about and it seems that he is going to he's got the inside track um Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, has kind of talked about this. I think Zach Taylor has mentioned a little bit. They really like Quentin Spain. They like what he did when he came in last year and uh, solidified the offense at the interior of the offensive line a little bit. Now, they uh, he's a guy that is more naturally a left guard. They kind of played him at right guard. I think he bounced a tackle for even a little bit here. Um, and, you know, he played a, a, a couple of different spots, but – um, you see here, Mr. Mr. Undrafted is Quentin Spain. That's his Twitter handle. But um, NFL on ESPNS, who's the most underrated player. And, of course, he said himself. But, uh, you know, he he was a guy that came back. He, he played with the Bills, um, was with the Titans, and then he was basically a starter from the get-go with the Bengals. Um, but he's supposed to battle Xavier Suofilo at that left guard spot. As of now, it seems as if Spain is going to is kind of the front runner. One would think um, for a number of different reasons, but uh, he seems to be the guy there, and he seems to be hungry uh, to prove people that he is, you know, a high quality player and a high quality starter. One of those guys, hopefully he ends up kind of becoming, I mean, different player, but hopefully he kind of ends up becoming like a, uh, an Evan Mathis or something like that with the Bengals where, you know, you get this kind of street free agent guy and they come in and they, they end up playing really well for you. So um, Quentin Spain is on a mission to prove himself in 21 it seems as if he'll get every opportunity to start and be able to prove himself like he wants to do. It's just a matter of, hey, let's let's get it, let's get it going. And hopefully Frank Pollock has his magic touch on Spain and the rest of that offensive line, as we all hope. As we all hope. There are a couple of we've talked about a couple of defensive players on the Bengals, namely Marcus Bailey. Um, the there are a couple of X factors according to an ESPN analyst. And this is from Cincy Jungle. He picked two Bengals defenders as X-Factors in 2021. Not two guys you may have thought, or maybe you did think of maybe one of them. Um, so what we'll see here, Trey Waynes, a veteran of this show as well. We had him on shortly after he signed with the Bengals last year. And DJ Reader, 
those are the guys that are the X factors um, per ESPN. Uh, and it's from Ben Lindsay of ESPN. I'll share that link with you as well to check out. But he says Cincinnati handed out sizable offseason contracts to both DJ Reader and Trey Waynes last season. The two combined for 259 defensive snaps, which were all by Reader because Waynes was out for the year. Uh, Reader took a clear step forward in his career with Houston. He had an 85.4 PFF grade. Um, Waynes uh, had overall grades of at least 66 in each of his final three seasons. Solid mark for corner. Um, healthy returns for those two veterans should bring a steadying presence to this defense. Yes, yes, and more yes. The Bengals were hit extremely hard by the injury bug at both interior defensive linemen and cornerback last year. They had a lot of street free, free agents starting games. They had they were way down the depth chart in terms of guys starting games. So not ide- an ideal situation that we saw last year for the Bengals. And um, so, uh, you know, that those are two guys. I guess, you know, when you think about X factors, you're like, oh, Jesse Bates and maybe Trey Hendrickson or I don't know. Um, but those are – and it's a very astute observation by Ben Lindsay of ESPN to, to note those guys because, um, you know, essentially the Bengals, they, they – I mean, they basically got nothing out of Wayne's last year, and uh, they got uh, so, some good plays out of Reader. Uh, the, the impact of him being injured, you saw later on down down in these, the season there when he was out of the lineup, things were a lot different up front without DJ Reader in the lineup. So, um, you know, and he seems to be really committed to his offseason uh, rehab and workout. So looking forward to having both those guys back as well. This was just kind of a fun one before we transition to, well, yeah, I'll, I'll share this one before we, before we fully transition to the AFC North and the rest of the teams within the division. I saw this on Twitter here, and this is uh, Cleveland season, uh, Cleveland SZN at Goaded Baker is the at handle. This is from NFL polls. Now, to be honest, um, I don't, I'm not really overly familiar with the account. I think this looks like an Instagram image, um, but I, it just, it's interesting where fan bases have things sorted out. Uh, and the, the question was teams that made the playoffs in 2020, but will miss them in 21. And if you look, and this is kind of the, the question by at goaded Baker um, saying, so the Bengals are going to win the division because if you look, look at number five, look at number six and look at number seven on that list. There are eight teams listed. Number five is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number six is the Cleveland Browns. Number seven is the Baltimore Ravens. That's how the vote shook out. Um, not an exact science here. You're asking fans their opinion on a, on a poll here, but it's just uh, a lot of people don't have a lot of faith either. It's just a lot of haters um, <laughs> out there, uh, but not a lot of people have a lot of faith, particularly in teams five and six, Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns, to have sustained success this year. Uh, that's just kind of the messaging here. So when we're talking about all the way that first thing I shared with the Bengals getting that, um, you know, the, the, the draft pick of, of next year, and the number four overall pick, um, this is a little bit of a different message here in terms of public perception. But uh, you look at the Bears, Washington, Indianapolis, New Orleans in the top four. And then, of course, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, five, six, seven. And then the Seahawks at number eight are the ones where fans identified uh, as ones that were not going to make the postseason. So not an exact science, but it is what it is. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider. Happy to be back with you talking some Bengals on the water cooler chat for July 13th. Again, just want to remind you that you can get this show on Stitcher, iTunes, Megaphone, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. All of those are available for you to download. Um, And we would really, really appreciate you leaving, not only subscribing to the channel, um, but also leaving a review, subscribe to the YouTube channel, check out all the stuff, not only that our show puts on, but the great stuff from Ace and Zim on Orange is the New Black, as well as uh, the great Chalk Talk material from Coach Matt Minnick. And I would also be remiss if I did not mention our partner, Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L, uh, you can see here, I'm sharing the website. If you go to symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P backslash OBI, you can get a $10 credit when you use the OBI promo code. And what is symbol? Well, it's the stock market for sports. It's where you can go to invest your money in teams that you are passionate about or teams that you have identified as ones that could be sleeper picks over the next couple of years, ones that you feel you can make long-term gains upon with your money. Um, you, you can do that through Symbol. So if you're a fantasy sports aficionado, if you play the actual stock market, if you do some other sports betting, you got to check out Symbol. It's not the same as those, but it uh, it is definitely something you will want to put in your repertoire. It is the stock market for sports, S-I-M-B-U-L-L, and go to S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P backslash O-B-I and 
put in the promo code OBI for your $10 credit. And as you get for, I'm going to put the link in the live chat for everybody as well. Go to that website to take advantage of your $10 deposit bonus and get started in investing. If you want to invest in the Cincinnati Bengals, awesome. If you want to invest in the Cincinnati Reds, they're they're playing scrappy baseball right now. You can do baseball. College football will be coming around uh, the, the bend here as well. So check that out. You can invest in your favorite teams and make some money in doing so. Go check out Symbol. And uh, we appreciate their support of this program. Let's talk a little bit about the rest of the AFC North, shall we? The Cleveland Browns are, this is just an interesting one from our counterparts in the SB Nation, um, the SB Nation realm. This is Dogs by Nature. So if you go to dogsbynature.com, there are training camp storylines to watch. And they talk about wide receiver three and you go, well, big whoop. Wide receiver three, I mean, is that really a big thing? Well, the Browns are pretty loaded at wide receiver. Of course, they've got Jarvis Landry and OBJ. So those guys are there. Those are your top top two guys there. Um, but then you've got Rashard Higgins. You've got Donovan Peoples-Jones. They just drafted Schwartz. Um, so they've got a lot of different guys here that are pretty talented that could fill the wide receiver three role. And they go through it. This is from contributors Barry Shuck and Thomas Moore and they give their um, you know their take and and you know Thomas Moore seems to be in on Richard Higgins as as the pick and um, you know there there are a number of different contributors on this as well so go check that out I think I put the link in the live chat for you um, dogs by nature they do a lot of good work as do the other counterparts within the SB Nation uh, realm of NFL blogs and AFC North. We've had quite a few of them on this show in the past to talk about that. We're going to continue to do that as the season rolls on as well. So check that out. Pretty, pretty cool article there. Now a little bit that continuing on in the SB nation network here, uh, some, I guess, surprising news in some way. Uh, the Steelers had a retirement announcement recently. Um, actually as of Tuesday, uh, former Pro Bowl fullback Roosevelt Nix, which is like a top, top NFL name. That's that's a cool name, Roosevelt Nix. I like that. Uh, he announces his retirement after playing five seasons with the Steelers, 2015 through 2019, a guy that was a thorn in the side for the Bengals. Um, and, uh, you know, he was a, a special teams captain, a pro bowler back in 2017, a guy who paved the way for a lot of good rushing performances in his time. Um, he was an undrafted guy and, um, you know, he just felt it was time to, uh, to move on with different things in life. He was a defensive end in college. If you, if you check this out. So, um, and he was a free agent signed by the Atlanta Falcons bounced around a little bit and then made his name with the Steelers. So Roosevelt Nix is going to be calling it quits, and the Steelers are going to need to figure out what they're going to do with the fullback position. In the meantime, put that link up from behind the steel curtain for all of you to check out as well. So go check that out. But Roosevelt Nix, uh, got to respect him, and fullback is a tough, tough, 
tough position to play in the NFL. And you know you got to be tough if you're playing fullback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to be a, a, a dude <laughs> to, to play that position for that team. So um, kudos to him on a, on a good career, a little bit shorter career than I think a lot of people anticipated based on some of his, uh, some of his, accolades and performances but uh you know after five years with the Steelers he's he's done I like this one from Jay Dalton Wilder here Big Ben at fullback yeah maybe 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 that's where they're where they're going next then more Steelers news here and unfortunately this is not going to be music to Bengals fans ears uh because it mentions Trey Turner and Trey Turner was a guy that a lot of Bengals fans wanted but this is from Kevin Patra on NFL.com quote uh, Trey Turner says, I'm feeling like myself. Um, he was he was dealing with a groin injury last year that caused him to miss seven games. He never looked right in the games he did play. Um, so he is now in the fold with David DeCastro out of it. And David DeCastro was dealing with an injury. I think he has to have surgery on, if I remember correctly as well. But um, Pittsburgh is hoping that uh, turning back the clock a little bit with a guy a little bit younger, um, not too much younger, but a little bit younger um, in, in Trey Turner uh, is, is going to pay dividends in the fact that he is going to be hopefully feeling better for them. Quote, I'm feeling like myself. I'm excited about the season. I'm ecstatic to get uh, to Pittsburgh and just get to work. I just can't wait, man. Last season was tough. It was different. It was one of those things where – you know, it was, it was a lot of things that happened that I couldn't control, but hey, it's a new year, new beginning with a new team, and I'm excited about it. Turner allowed 19 pressures last year, and he gave, uh, PFF gave him a grade of 34.8 overall. Um, and this is a guy who previously had made Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl. So when the Chargers got him, they thought they were getting, uh, you know, a, a stud of a player. Still can be a stud of a player, but last year was a mess for him. Uh, here is the um, here is the the link there in the live chat for all of you. So uh, check that out. Um, let's let's cruise on here. Just a little fun one for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I guess I, I jumped around a little bit, but. Here is a little bit of a fun one for the Baltimore Ravens. Just in case you missed this one, there is a little so Twitter back and forth a little bit, believe it or not, from Ravens defensive back Marlon Humphrey and Phil Mickelson. And it's really <laughs> the back and forth was about coffee, uh, believe it or not. So Marlon, Marlon Humphrey says, what is coffee going to do for a guy like me? Uh, Phil Mickelson says, this is from earlier today. Phil Mickelson says, save you. Um, you know, and there's just a little bit of back back and forth. Uh, and then, of course, Phil Mickelson talks about um, a bunch of different things on uh, on Scott Van Pelt. I think, am I seeing that he owns a coffee company? Uh, yeah, he started his own coffee company, um, which is Coffee for Wellness. So that's why, partially, Phil Mickelson got into the conversation with with Mar Marlon Humphrey there on Twitter, but it was just kind of like, wow, that's just a collision of two star athletes from just, I don't know, different, different planes and different, I don't know, just uh, you wouldn't expect Marlon Humphrey and Phil Mickelson to be chatting on Twitter, I guess, but kind of entertaining, kind of entertaining. Let's 
roll on just a little bit more NFL news, and then we will hop on out of here. The the LA thing is starting to kind of get a little ugly um, between the NFL, the Rams, and all of that. So this is on Pro Football Talk. There is a um, obviously a, a lawsuit filed by St. Louis against the NFL um, over the relocation of the Rams. And unless there's some sort of settlement, this will be a full-blown trial, reports Mike Florio. Um, And that is going to coincide when the Rams are preparing to host a Super Bowl in the new stadium. So I guess a judge has – this is again from – Pro football, pro football talk here. A judge has ruled that the plaintiffs in the litigation shall have access to information regarding the financial worth of Commissioner Roger Goodell and five NFL owners, and that includes Rams owner Stan Kroenke. Kroenke, uh, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, Giants owner John Mara, and former Panthers owner Jerry Richardson. And then, really. The the big thing is that he notes is that uh, <laughs> he says Re- really rich people never want to be forced to disclose detail about what they have. For a judge to tell the sixth of the wealthiest men in America that they must turn over that information represents the kind of slap in the face that folks holding that kind of power and money rarely, if ever, experience. So anyway, uh, the this quietly the Rams NFL St Louis thing is getting a bit ugly. Uh, you can read more about that and what uh, Mike Florio has to say about that on the link that I put in the live chat there. That uh, Florio comes from a legal background. So obviously when there is, you know, something in terms of lawsuits or, you know, any of that kind of realm, uh, he does know quite a bit of what he's talking about and, um, you know, does have a heavy interest in it. So he likes to report on that. <laughs> But go read about that when you get a sec here. Speaking of the Rams, just in case you did not see this, just a little fun one. We'll lighten it up after that a little bit. They, I guess, did they unveil new uniforms again? Uh, it's kind of like a retro retro throwback thing. They look pretty similar to what the other – we'll start this over from the beginning here. Uh, you've got Cam Akers showing it. And what's kind of cool is Eric, Eric Dickerson – and he's, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole spiel here. It's about a minute long, but essentially he's got a little bit of a, you know, a, a throwback vibe along with the, the new uniforms that they unveiled last year. Personally speaking, I was not an overly huge fan of the, the uniforms that they unveiled, but they gave him maybe a little bit of a different twist, a little bit of a uh, calling to the, to the old school uniforms um, along. They kind of blended it with the new school uniforms there. So you can go on their Twitter account and check it out. Eric David, uh, Eric Dickerson rather makes a cameo talking with Cam Akers, tossing him a uniform there. So I don't know if, uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, kind of big off season for the NFL and New Jersey's Bengals. Hello. So uh, could, could pique your interest. Go check that out. Last one. And this was a fun one from CBS Sports and NF, uh, C- CBS Sports slash NFL. There is an NFL All Thirty and Over 
off, uh, offensive teams. So, uh, as expected, the Packers and the Buccaneers have quite a, a bit of representation here. You've got first team Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you've got Adrian Peterson, who is a um, free agent. So, uh, not even there. Julio Jones with the with the Titans there. Some subpar numbers from him last year. 51 catches, 771 yards, and three touchdowns. So uh, you got Adam Thielen, Marvin Jones, old old Bengals friend. Marvin Jones makes uh, an appear, appearance. Still had a very productive season last year. 76 catches, 978 yards, and nine touchdowns. He's had a great career, particularly for where he is has was drafted. Travis Kelsey making it. So go check this one out. Um, there's some names on here you may not be overly familiar with. I'll send, I'll put the link in the live chat here, but it is the all 30 and over team from CBS Sports there. Um, so the old guys are getting a little bit of recognition at least from CBS Sports, and uh, good stuff there. We went a little long. We're going to bring you some more stuff throughout the week, so keep it to our show. Um, keep it to our channel as well. Subscribe if you can, and uh, leave us a rating. We appreciate it. This has been the Water Cooler Chat, where we talked about the Bengals. We talked about their division and what's going on there, as well as the rest of the AFC North. Hopefully, the tapping Noises were kept at a minimum as I was trying to screen share and, and share all kinds of information and graphics with you. But appreciate the support, everybody, and have a good rest of the week. We'll see you tomorrow night for our, our flagship show. And keep it to the channel for the other great ones from uh, Orange is the New Black, Ace and Zim, Chalk Talk from Matt Minnick. And we'll see you next time. Take it easy. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.